Uh, we're going to talk about something a little different today, but I do need a volunteer. Can I get someone to come up and, and volunteer? I need one volunteer. Who was, who was first? Which one was first? Okay. Uh, I just want to interview you, Denise. Uh, do I know you? I don't know. Do you? Hmm. I think you should. Do you know me? I do. How, how, how do you know me? I met you many years ago. Okay. I know that you are a man of your word. And uh, I've been coming here for, is this like a real interview or make jokes? No, this is real. <laughs> <laughs> no, I make the jokes. You just, you're okay. the straight, you're the straight man. I do okay. the jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I met you because uh, I found out about Calvary Chapel. Okay. When I wasn't looking for a church, I already knew who Christ was, but didn't get the personal relationship part. So when I met you and Paula and all the kids when they were little, um, you know, and, but you've always been a man of your word. So yeah. we met and you got to know us through We're time family. for a long time, right? And, and kind of what kinds of things, how, how do you get to know someone? I want to talk about getting to know someone today. Okay. Um, how did you, how do you get to know someone? We met and right. then... So I started coming to church. I went to your house for Bible studies for Friday night prayer. Okay. Spending time as family. Okay. And just talking with somebody and learning either history or talking about, you know, plans. But okay. pretty much spending time, spending time getting to know people. Okay, you, spending you. time, yeah. You meet someone, you spend time, yeah, you talk and that. And, you know, there's a lot of people here, right? And you know some of these people pretty well and some of them not so well. Is that true? You kind sure. of know different people. Yep. Some people I don't think I know at all. A few people mm -hmm. I don't know at all. Just to, I greeted today, so technically I know everybody. <laughs> ah. But I don't, I don't know with my heart everybody here. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, that's good, huh? Oh, that's a good insight. Interesting. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad you're thank here. Thank you, and welcome to Calvin Chapel. Please sit down. <laughs> knowing someone, you know, that's what I want to talk about today. Really, I want, to, I want to talk about knowing God, but there's some principles about knowing people that, that Denise really brought out very, very well, this idea of meeting and spending time. And that there are some people, she, she meets you at the door, and she knows who you are, maybe. She might even know your name, if it's Mason or whatever. She might even know your name, but, but really this idea where, you know, it's taken a long time. It's taken time to get to know us and, and spending time together at our house or here or wherever in Bible study and just, you know, through life. Right? And talking together, uh, you know, really, we can know about someone, 
And a lot of times that's about as far as it gets, right? We know about someone, but we know who they are, but we don't really personally know them sometimes. And so what I want to talk about today, because I knew we were going to share about the festival, I want to talk about this idea of knowing Jesus, knowing God. Because it's an important thing. We use, those, we use those words a lot. Well, do you know Jesus? But we don't really think about what, what does that mean to really know him? What does that mean to know someone? And, and we can have, it's really about a personal relationship, that it's an ongoing relationship. It's a, it's a growing relationship. And uh, Denise, you know, we've known Denise for how many years is it? 23 years. And, you know, they're still, we're still getting to know each other, right? I mean, we're still, you know, but, but it's taken a long time, and it's taking a conversation. We, we went on trip, you know, we all went on a, a trip to Israel together. We'd go on trips, and you'd do things together, and, and uh, it's, a, it's a relationship that, that has built, been built over time. And really, our relationship with Jesus is like that, too. I want to tell you that it's a real relationship. It's not just a word you say, well, I know Jesus. Mm. Do you really know Jesus? I think we, we should really think about that. It's what I want to challenge each one and every one of us today is what kind of relationship do we really have? And how do, we, how do we build that relationship? How does it get deeper and stronger? I want you to turn with me, first of all, to John chapter 17. We're going to look at a couple of verses in the Gospel of John, and then we're going to look at some verses in uh, the book of Philippians. But first, uh, John chapter 17, verse 3. Jesus, he is praying, and this is, the, this is technically the real Lord's Prayer in John chapter 17. What we call the Lord's Prayer is the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. So that's really the disciples' prayer that we are taught by the Lord. But, but this is when Jesus is speaking to his Father. This is when the Lord is speaking to the Father. Jesus the Son speaking to the Father. But I want you to see in verse 3, he says this. He tells us the definition of eternal life. He says, now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Is that incredible or what? This is, this is the definition of eternal life. To know the Father, to know the Son, to have a relationship. Do you know the Father? Do you know the Son? This is what eternal life is. You say, well, I have eternal life. Do, do you really? Because it comes out of a personal relationship with Jesus. That you know Him. That you're building a relationship with him. And, and I, I asked one of my grandkids, I said, um, how do you get to know somebody? And they said, oh, you talk to them. I said, oh, okay. And, and I just kind of threw this out. I said, what about with God? Because you can't see God. And that's kind of where the conversation ended. <laughs> but, but that's something we think about. Can you have a relationship with someone who you can't see? And that's the, the idea of a relationship with God. Though we can't see Him, we love Him. Though we can't see Him, we can get to know Him. We can have a relationship with Him. Do you know Him? Do you really know Him? 
And again, there's, there's, there's you know, degrees, there's levels. I, you know, I don't want to say there's some that, you know, are you a, one of the deeper Christians or whatever? Because we're all on a kind of a journey of, of, of relationship with him. And, you know, whether we just met him yesterday or today, and, or, or we've known him for a few weeks or a few years or, you know, decades, it's a, it's a growing experience. Look at John chapter 10 and uh, verse 14. One of two places where he mentions something like this. But John chapter 10 verse 14. Jesus speaking, he says, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and my sheep know me. For him to say that meant means that it, it, it's something very special, something very real. We're going to talk uh, in, a, in a couple of minutes about, you know, kind of who has the advantage here in this, in this particular relationship between Jesus and us. But he says, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. So if he's really my shepherd, then he knows me and I know him. There's a relationship that's taking place. Now let's turn back to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, and we'll, we'll look at a couple of verses there in chapter 3. Because Paul talks about this, you see. Paul talks about this. Look at chapter 3 of Philippians in verse 8. Paul's talking about all the things that, you know, if somebody was, was to list all the things that they could boast about in, in terms of a spiritual boasting, he said, you know, I got all this stuff, you know. But in verse 8, he says, what, what is more? He says, I consider everything a loss. It's all, it's all loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ. Paul said, you know what? I, I've got a lot of things I can talk about, a lot of, a lot of history in my life, a lot of you know, lineage and all the rest of it, he says, but you know what? It's all, it's all, it's all pales in comparison to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Now, if Paul the Apostle said something like that, I think we need to pay attention. And you and I need to, to really look at it. Do we really, do we really have a relationship with him? I hate to think of, there's a verse that says, you know, they profess to know him, but by their deeds they deny him. I, I would hate to think that that's, you know, indicative of one of us. We say, yeah, I know Jesus, but our lives, you know, it, it's like not adding up. But for us to really have a relationship with him to realize that this is the greatest thing in all the world, the greatest thing in all of life to know him, and not just to know about him. You say, well, this is getting a little mystical, Pastor. This is getting a little out of my comfort zone to say that I can like have this relationship back and forth with Jesus. Well, Jesus said, my, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. He didn't say my sheep know about me. My sheep know the four spiritual laws. My sheep know, you know, doctrinal statements. No, he says there's a relationship that we have. 
the uh, NIV study Bible said this. He says, not only a knowledge of facts, but a knowledge gained through experience that in its surpassing greatness transforms the entire person. Transforms the entire person. Have you ever met somebody, a person now, not, I'm not talking about Jesus, but have you ever met a person in this world, in this life, that had an effect on you? That, that kind of kind of changed you. Have you ever met someone like that? It's not often, I think, but from time to time we meet people, we get to know people, and they, they just have this incredible impact on our lives. And just something changes, something happens. Well, that's what the writer is saying here, that to get to know Jesus, it, it, it transforms us, it changes us. <laughs> When we get to meet him, when we spend time with him, when we converse and talk with him. Look down in verse 10, though Paul, you know, again, talking about all the things that he could boast about or whatever. But in verse 10, he says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. He says, I, you know, I want to know Christ. He says that it's the greatest thing, surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. And then he says, you know what? I want to know him more is what he's saying. He says, I haven't gotten there. I haven't arrived. I haven't, you know, it, it, there's so much more that, that we can get to know. And again, it's this idea of a growing relationship with Jesus. You don't, you don't get it all. Well, I, I received Jesus and then I, I know him perfectly. I know everything about him and he knows everything about me. Any of you experienced that? Where it all happened at once? It's all done? Some... Sometimes we live like that, though. Sometimes we live like that. We receive Jesus and like we don't ever grow. We don't ever move on. We don't ever get to know him better. We thought that was all there is. Well, I want to tell you today, that's not all there is. And Paul says to us that that's not all there is. I want to know Christ. I want to know him. I want to really get to know him. And then he, he lists these things in verse 10, you know, the power of his resurrection. I think we would all agree with that, you know. I want to know more about him and, and the power of his resurrection. And that's, you know, getting to know him includes that, the power. I want, to, I want that power in my life. I want that resurrection power in my life through this relationship with him. But it's not only his power, is it? Because he goes on to say the second thing there is the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings. There's sufferings that are part of this relationship as well, you know. Sharing with his, in his sufferings. There are sufferings in this life. And, and I, and I, I kind of think this, that that's, that's how we, or that's when we really know if we really know him. When we go through those sufferings, when we go through those difficult times and we sense Him with us, Psalm 23. When I walk through the, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Knowing Him, Christ in the, 
in the middle of the suffering, in the valleys. Someone said this, and I, and I, I believe this is true. Someone said, there's no fellowship as sweet as that which one has with friends in their suffering. Let me say that again, because that is so powerful. There's no fellowship as sweet as that which one has with friends in their suffering. When you have a friend, and, you're, and, and your friend or yourself or you are going through some kind of suffering trial, and you have a friend to walk with you through that, there's, there's nothing as sweet as that. Yeah, the happy times are good too, but to walk through the trials and the valleys and the suffering together. But that's what Paul is saying. I want, I want to know Christ in that way. I want to know Christ in the middle of the suffering and, and his sufferings, what he went through. Like what she was sharing about the kids talking about at the cross. They were, they were like grasping onto that. To walk with him. To live with him. And also becoming like him in his death, you know. The cross. Again, I love the, the power part of it. I don't like the suffering part, and I certainly don't like the death part of it so much that, that this is part of my relationship with him, that it's going to include the death and the cross. And applying that to my own life, death, death to my own self, death to my, what I want. You know, taking up my cross. Jesus said, take up your cross. The Word of God wants us to take, take up our cross. And, and Paul said in Galatians 2, he says, I've been crucified with Christ. And I no longer live, but Christ, in, in, Christ lives in me. He says, the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20. The crucified life that I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I want to know Christ, Paul said. He said it there in verse 12. I haven't, I haven't gotten there. I haven't obtained. I haven't, I haven't been made perfect. It's not complete in the context here. It struck me a while back. I was looking at these verses, and I was the, the reason I looked at it, because the next verse, which we didn't read, talks about you know, forgetting what's behind and reaching forward. And I was thinking, you know, I want to look, and I went back to read those verses because I was thinking you know, there's things I want to leave behind. And I want to press on to what's ahead in the future. But when I read the, the whole passage and the whole section there, and then I read this verse, and I said, wow, the context here, Paul's saying that he wants to press, hold, press on to take hold of the context he's talking about knowing Christ. So that's what I really want to press on. I really want to get to know him. And... Looking at that last part of verse 12, he says, to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. I've, I've looked at that phrase for years thinking, well, well that's just what God, how God wants me to serve, just what he wants me to do. And I'm going to press and take hold of what he wants me to do, and I'm going to do it because he took a hold of me for a purpose, and that's what I'm going to do. But when I looked at this in context, I'm thinking what he really took hold of me for was to know me and to have a relationship with me. That tells me more about Jesus in my life. Not that we're not called to serve and do things. We certainly are, and there's places that talk a lot about that. He's got works prepared, you know, beforehand for us to walk in, to do. But, but what he really wants from us is a relationship, 
That's what he really is grabbing hold of us for. I haven't got there yet, he said. I haven't made it yet. Now, as I mentioned, we are, we are at a slight disadvantage, would you say, in this relationship? Would you think? Just a slight disadvantage. And the reason being is because God knows us perfectly already. I'm way behind, huh? God knows us perfectly already. David says in Psalm 139, You have searched me and you know me. He already knows you perfectly. He knows me perfectly. I, I don't think we can say that going towards him, can we? Do you know him perfectly? Do you know do you, do your relationship with Jesus perfectly? Paul, after years and years of knowing Jesus, and he, he saw Jesus on the road to Damascus. He had this incredible encounter with Jesus and he still said, you know what, I, have, I, I'm just, I haven't even got there yet. I want to know him more. In 1 Corinthians 13, look at that, what it says there. He says, now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror, and then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. One day... We're going to see him face to face. That's going to be incredible. I look forward to that. But till then, we need to press on. Till then, I need to, I need to spend time with him. I need to, 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 to seek his face. I need to, to try to get to know him better. This two-way relationship where when you get to know someone, you, you spend time, they talk to you, you talk to them. Do you ever have a one-way relationship with someone, with another person, and, and they do all the talking? You say, wow, I sure know a lot about that person. They've told me everything about their lives from beginning to end, and, they, and then they still come up with more. But they don't know one thing about me, right? They don't know one thing about what's going on in my heart, in my life, because they never take time to listen. But you see... That's part of a relationship to get to know someone. And for us to get to know Jesus that way, it's a two-way street, really. Uh, sometimes we blast in and, and uh, we think that uh, we are the ones that need to talk and talk and talk. And we, we need to you know, tell them everything that's going on and we need to tell them everything that we need and tell them everything that we want. And we go on and on and on and on like that, right? And he's going, yeah, I know all that. Yeah, I know all that. But do you know what I want for you? Do you know what I have to give to this relationship? Do you know what I, how much I love you? No, because we never stop and listen. We never take time to let it be a two-way relationship. You know, I've been a Christian since 1976, and you know what? How much do I really, really know Jesus? I have to ask myself that. I think we need to do that. I think we need to... to, to to press in and press on like, Jesus, I, you know, I realize. And, and that's when Paul says, forgetting those things are behind. You know, I, whatever's happened in the past, hey, let's go forward. Let's go forward from now and, and get to know each other better, Jesus and I. The last uh, recorded words of Peter, the apostle, were these. 
He says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grow in our relationship with him. Those are the last things he wrote. That's the last written words of Peter that we have. Get to know him better. Grow in that relationship. One more passage and we'll close. Exodus chapter 33, if you'll turn back there with me. Genesis, Exodus chapter 33. Moses was not a parrot. Chris, where's Chris? Help me out here, brother. They, they forgot, you know. They've already forgotten. Like half hour ago. Moses had an incredible relationship with God, you know. He, he spent time with him, and, and he heard from God, and, and the passage says that, that it was like a face-to-face relationship, though we know it wasn't literally face-to-face, but it was like this relationship. And yet, he says in Exodus chapter 30, 33, you look at verse 12, he says this, Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, and he's speaking to the Lord, he says, you have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. Verse 13, if you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Moses says, you know what? Wow, you've been saying all this stuff to me, Lord, but you know what? I I really need to know you. Moses, who knew God better than any one of us, uh, you know, uh, at any point in time, said, you know what? I want to know you more. I want to know you. If you're pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Verse 14, this is the Lord's answer. He says, the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. I think that's a yes. Right? If you say, God, I want to get to know you better, I think he's going to say yes. You may say I'm a false prophet, but I think the Bible makes it clear that if you say to him, I want to get to know you better, he's going to say yes. And he's going to go with you. He's going to walk with you and with me and, and make that possible. Why? Because he loves us. Because he loves you. He loves me. How many of you have seen this bumper sticker? No God, no peace. No God, no peace. Let's pray together, shall we? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you that you reached down from heaven because you wanted to have a relationship with us and you sent your Son to to make it possible, to make it real. Lord, each of us are on this journey and this path, and we're learning, and we've got a long ways to go. And, and uh, first of all, we thank you for that confident expectation, that hope of eternal life, that one day we're going to see you face to face, and we're going to know you fully, just as you already fully know us. We thank you for that. But right now, God, we're human, we're here, and we, we, we just want to get to know you better. and We want to know you, Jesus. We want to know 
the resurrection power. We want to know the, the sufferings and even the cross. Lord, lead us, guide us. We thank you that your answer is yes. That you want, to get, you want us to get to know you just like you know us already. Lord, help us in this journey. Each one of us, we're all different. We're all so different, Lord. We're all at different places in our lives. And Lord, but we come and we just say, Lord, here am I. I, I want to get to know you. I want, I want to grow in my relationship. I want to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Father, I... I, I commit to you this fellowship, this place, Lord, that would be a place where we could grow together. We could, we could grow and get to know each other personally as well, but we would also grow in our knowledge of you and, and get to know you better together. Lead us and help us in that, Lord. And I also pray, Lord, this morning for anybody who, who's never met you, never started that relationship. And maybe you're here today, you've never... You've never uh, had this encounter where you met Jesus for the first time and you, you've never said, Jesus, I'm here and, and you're here and let's get to know each other and I give you my life. Well, you can do that today. It's very simple, very easy. Why? Because he made it easy. It wasn't easy for him. He died for you to make it happen. But he rose from the dead to prove that he could make it happen. And that all you need to do is open your life and heart to him and say, Jesus, I, I'm here. I need you. I want to know you. I want you in my life. Thank you again, Jesus, for what a blessing you are to each and every one of us. And we need you. We do love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's stand and sing together.